when I talk to somebody about their marketing, most of the time I bring it to data and I ask, you know, what's this number? What's this number? You know, and I'm trying to get context around that to make decisions. And I would say over half the time, for sure, people don't have those answers and people don't have context around their data. And one thing I've also noticed in a lot of people or in a lot of situations is that people will either report on numbers or they'll have numbers, but then they don't have meaning behind the numbers. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 299. Hello, my friends. How are you guys doing? Welcome back to the podcast and welcome if you are new. I'm excited, as always, about today's episode, but I always love talking about data and numbers. And one thing I have noticed time and time again is how most people in marketing really struggle with tying meaning to numbers, to knowing what they need to track, to not feeling overwhelmed with their numbers, and to actually have numbers drive decisions. And currently right now, I am uh, building a new company, which I haven't been very subtle with the hints um, around what that is, and it does have to do with data numbers, tracking, and marketing. And my inspiration truly for starting this company and what I am building is that people struggle so much with numbers and allowing numbers to drive their marketing decisions. But yet, if they could get to that place, they would make so much more money. So in the meantime, I don't have the the solution of like, this will fix it for you. And you know, a software or a product or anything isn't going to fix it for you unless you know how to look at data. And so that's the one thing I want to talk about today is kind of addressing that data overwhelm. Because I see this so often in our clients and people who are coming to want to work with us in groups and masterminds and trainings and, and any place when I talk about somebody, talk to somebody about their marketing, most of the time I bring it to data and I ask, you know, what's this number? What's this number? You know, and I'm trying to get context around that to make decisions. And I would say over half the time, for sure, people don't have those answers and people don't have context around their data. And one thing I've also noticed in a lot of people or in a lot of situations is that people will either report on numbers or they'll have numbers, but then they don't have meaning behind the numbers. And one of the things that we do on our team, both with clients, but also my own marketing team, because there's obviously like a lot more numbers than just ads too. You've got email open rates. We've got our podcast download. We have our social media followers. I mean, marketing is all just numbers, but you can just sit there and regurgitate those numbers or you can add commentary to those numbers. You can add like, hey, this is either going well or it's not going well. And so that should be driving your actions. And for us, that's driving our quarterly planning, our monthly goals in the marketing and really our sales department, because we shouldn't be making decisions without those numbers. And I think that's oftentimes the gap. Two things. One, I think people don't even know a lot of times what numbers to track. And then I think two, even if they have those numbers or they ask, you know, a team member to go pull those numbers or they figure out how to pull those numbers, they don't even know what it means and how to make decisions from that. And numbers don't mean anything if you can't tie that meaning to them and you can't tie that connection to be able to go make those decisions. 
because it should be driving your goals. It should be driving what you need to go and improve. So I have some points on kind of addressing the data overwhelm. And so my goal with this new company and my goal with our existing clients and the way we do tracking is to constantly provide clarity to people in their business with their marketing to make sure you know what your next move is. You know where your attention should be being spent and you know what is and isn't working. So here's my suggestions with data. Number one, any metric that you want to know, you need to tie meaning to it. So if you just look at your marketing strategy as a whole, what you should do is map out all the places that there is like an action somebody would take. Imagine somebody going through the step-by-step process of your strategy and figure out what are the actions they'd want to take. Because if there's an action tied to it, there's a metric tied to that action. So for example, in a standard funnel, you would have your first action is clicking on your ad. How many people are clicking on your ad and what is that costing you? Then from there, they're going to some place. They're going to a page, sales page, or a landing page that is an opt-in. What are they doing there? What's that action? That's your landing page conversion. And then from there, they are. that's where things can vary because they're either buying a product with upsells or they're signing up for a webinar and then there is you know, specific actions with that. Are they showing up to the webinar? But if you just document your customer journey and you say, you know, my journey is these actions. Click on my ad, sign up for my webinar, watch my webinar, buy my offer. So there's four actions right there. If it's a product, it's click on my ad, buy my product, add add more quantities to my cart, purchase my upsell. There's my actions. If it's a lead generation, then it's just click on my ad, sign up for my lead magnet. You you can you get where I'm going with that. So define first the actions that you want people to take and the meaning behind those metrics. What you never want to be doing and what's going to cause overwhelm for you is tracking data just because you're like trying to pull numbers because there is a lot of numbers so for example with ads you've got cost per click you've got click-through rate you've got your cost per impression you have various you know landing page view or whatever is listed on there there's a lot of data you can look at but to make it simple for you unless you understand data already and you can take it to the next level like our team obviously looks at click-through rate and cost per impression and cost per click but for you you could just look at cost per click and that would give you enough of a story to know if your ads are working or not and then landing page conversion same thing so you can make it complicated or you can just List out your actions and tie the metric to that action and then tying meaning to that. So then you know, okay, cost per click, that's tied to my ad results. And so tie meaning to that then. What does it mean if you're not getting enough clicks? What does it mean if you are getting enough clicks? What is enough clicks to you? What is your goal cost per click? And sometimes you're guessing. Sometimes you are completely guessing because you haven't run ads before. And you can adjust those numbers later and that's okay. But having that meaning behind it. So if I were to ask you, you know, what is your customer journey and what are all the actions somebody should take? And then what is the what is the meaning behind that? You know, if somebody is if somebody isn't clicking on your ads, what does that mean? Where's the problem? And so if you can challenge yourself to have that understanding, because I believe even if you outsource all of your marketing, even if you have an amazing agency like ours and you have that outsourced, you still need to understand these numbers because this speaks to your business and allows you to have that authority and deeper understanding and and dig deeper where you feel like you need to dig deeper. 
So that's my first piece of advice. Tie meaning to all your metrics. Don't just report on metrics just because. The way this looks for us as a marketing department as a whole is we can report on, you know, we got this many podcast downloads or we got this many new social media followers. And for us, what we do is we usually compare that, which goes into another one of my points, but there's meaning behind that. And we look at, you know, like, for example, we just did this for our quarterly planning. We said, okay, here's our goal number of applications. So then we worked backwards and said, okay, that means we need to get this many leads. Well, we really started with sales. Sales, we need this many applications, which means we need this many leads, which means we need to spend this much. So that ties into goals, which is another one of my points. But there's meaning there for me. I have a customer journey. I know all the action points. I know where I need to go deeper if something isn't working or change something if it's you know not hitting our metrics. But I also understand the connection between a person going through your strategy and your customer journey and taking action and your metrics and number. If you don't know what click-through rate is and you're like, I got this click-through rate, but like it has no meaning for you, that is not valuable at all with your data. So don't even you know, go there until you understand it. And the best way I can advise that is tying it to actions, tying it to actions in the funnel and then looking at that as like a single person taking those actions. When I started the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast three years ago, I had a big vision, but nothing like what it's really become. So to celebrate our upcoming 300th episode, we are hosting a party and announcing our podcast review winners. Recently, we've transformed Hirsch Marketing from a Facebook ads agency to a full-on strategic marketing partner. So come celebrate with us and learn about the two key elements you must have for profitable marketing, get a sneak peek at the new Hirsch Marketing, and find out who won that review contest. We might even be unveiling something brand new and exciting and free to help support our community. And by might, I mean we definitely are. So consider this your invite to our Not For Lazy Marketers podcast party happening on July 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's totally free. There's no need to even sign up. Just go to notforlazymarketers.com slash party to get the link to join and I'll see you guys there. The second piece of my advice with data overwhelm and and addressing that is creating different viewpoints and ways that you can look at your data. So first of all, measuring data as a fun, in a funnel as a whole is, is critical. So one thing we do as a team, and this is, you know, one of the inspirations behind what I'm building is I see oftentimes a lot of like piece together data, right? Because one of the things in our industry, especially when you have something like a webinar funnel is you have a lot of places where data is coming in. You've got your Facebook ads, which usually then go to an opt-in, but then from there, it's like a drop-off, right? What What's happening when those people opt in? Are they, is it a webinar? What about them attending the webinar? That then jumps over to a different software of reporting, which has got your webinar show-up rate and your completion rate and all those numbers that matter to that story we're creating. And then from there, we've got the sales, which all the sales don't happen immediately on the webinar. They might happen in the email follow-up. They might happen in a month from now. They might happen in six months from now. And so creating different, viewpoints and ways that you look at your data is important. So first of all, making sure that when you look at any data in your marketing, it's it's one whole funnel from beginning to end. So you're looking at the ad and then you're looking at the opt-in or the purchase and then you're looking at whatever that next action is. If it's a webinar, you're looking at that data and then you're looking at the sales data. 
and going from beginning of end, not having Facebook ads be separate than your funnel reporting because it's just all together and it all ties together and you need to know from beginning to end, from when I spent that dollar to making that dollar at the very end, you know, what does that journey look like? Tie meaning to that, which allows you to find the holes. The other piece is like different stories and viewpoints. So you're going to potentially see something completely different if you just look at last week's data compared to the last 30 days or the last six months. And ideally, you're able to look closely like recently in the last seven days at your data. And then you're able to to zoom out and say, let me look at the full month or let me look at six months or let me look at 12 months. Because what that does is allows you to as you're getting more data, you've got, okay, for example, let me give you this, this is better context. We have a client who's been with us for a year and a half. She recently went through like three months ago, a time where her results really were going down because of iOS, we weren't getting sales. We had to go address this. We had to go figure this out. And so we were able to pull an entire year's worth of data, which gave us very solid benchmarks, gave us where we should be, where we were last year at this time. And it gave us that that viewpoint of a year. And then we were able to pull the, the last month and we were able to compare exactly, you know, cost per click in her full year average to her one now. Landing page conversion to her year average to now. And where that allows you to see is, is your gaps. Because for example, if your average for the whole year cost per click was But in the last 30 days, you're paying $4 cost per click. There's your problem, right? Your cost per click is doubled compared to your average. And so a lot of times people ask me like, when do I make decisions to change my ads or to change my funnel strategy? And some of it comes down to knowing, you know, have your results dipped from a better average you were able to maintain in, in the recent days or have they never been good? And so if you creating different viewpoints of saying, you know, here is what the last 30 days looks like. And then here's what the last seven days or even last three days looks like allows you to compare those numbers to see, has the cost gone way up? Are we on track? Are we doing better? Where is that stand? So I think a lot of times people don't know those windows. And so for us, we like to look at last three days, last seven days, then we do a 30 day report and then usually quarterly too. And then for some, depending on the client, a year is really great as well to compare. However, also, if you have a, a funnel or a customer journey like my own, that's very long term. And people you know, are on my list for a while before buying because I sell high ticket. It's really important that you get that kind of quarterly you know, viewpoint or longer. I mean, we have clients who it takes an average of six to eight months to convert their clients. And they're very high ticket, like in the financial space, lead generation. And so if we just reported like in a month and we said, here's what we spend, here's what we made, it's done, it wouldn't be accurate. Because a lot of those leads are still in the process of being nurtured and communicated with and converting, to be honest. So you need to look at those viewpoints. And that's where one of the other pieces that I'm that I we do for our clients, but I'm also building is being able to to go back and look at all your sales and say, what's the first point of contact they had? What's the last point of contact they had? And how long did they sit on my list before buying? That's extremely valuable data. There is no 
other software out there that allows you to do that without manually having to do this because it's all disconnected. You've got your ads, your CRM software, your landing page software, webinars, your purchase like Stripe, it's all disconnected. And so creating that completed journey and then looking at it from different viewpoints so that you can, just like the previous point I had of tying meaning to the metrics, now you're tying meaning to the stories of your data. You're creating stories of your of your customer journey and finding where people are dropping off. But you're also trying to find what's working. So if you look at a, a viewpoint of your of your whole funnel conversion, and then you've got, let's say, another funnel or another way people can come on your list, and you see that 85 or 90% of your buyers are, are doing this one thing, why would you keep doing another thing? Why would you keep putting any effort or resources into another funnel? that you may have and and why not shift everything to that thing that's working. So when we go into my own company's marketing planning or we're talking with clients and strategizing, we are coming back to the data and, and answering two things. What is working and what is not working and how do we do more of what is working? And that can only be told to you through data. The final piece to addressing data overwhelm is comparing actual data with goals. And I, and I mentioned this in the first point, but your data doesn't have a lot of meaning if you're just like, I got $2 cost per click. Okay, that's great, but what's what are you trying to get? What do you need to get to hit your cost per lead goal? And playing with that. So we just did this for um, a, a funnel we're kind of relaunching, I guess, and is gonna become our core funnel. And we had to go back and say, okay, if we got this many leads, we were doing quarterly planning. And I said, in 90 days from now, what would be a success for us? And it was like, okay, well, if we got this many leads, how many applications, how many sales would we get? Would that be good enough? Do we need to adjust that? And we had to actually play with like our sales conversion that we had because it was like, that wouldn't be enough. We can't, our, our cost per lead or average cost per lead is too high. We have to hit the, the we decided on a 4% application conversion at minimum to make it worth it. So like that's where our target then goals or goes, goals. That's where our target goes. And so tracking data is awesome. Tying, you know, metrics to stories, creating those viewpoints, trying to create a a story of what your data means. But also that helps when you can tie it back to goals. Because otherwise it's like, that's great. You got a $2 cost per click. Is that good for you? Like, what does that mean for your cost per lead? Because of your landing page conversion. And then what does that mean for your sales? And playing with those numbers. And I know that it's sometimes hard. I think people do struggle with this. And I think I am naturally good at this. But part of it that I want to encourage you guys to do is like you, when you're creating these goals, especially if you don't have data, you really can't mess it up that much. If even if you just guess, like it's better to have a guess and then be off than have nothing at all. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't run ads before. I don't know what to put for my cost per click. Put $2. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I have not, you know, had a landing page. I don't know what to put. 30%. Just put something to have a a baseline and then you can go and adjust it. You can always adjust goals, but you need to have a goal. You need to have a benchmark. And that's true for marketing and business and everything. And sometimes you are guessing and you want to be as concrete as possible. But especially if you haven't run run ads before, you may not have solid 
goals that you you know, but you need to put a benchmark down because that tells you, you know, was this successful or not? And then it allows you to take those stories and those metrics that have meaning behind them and actually then say, okay, is this where we want it to be? And it gives you that concrete answers to what you needed. So those are my suggestions on trying to address overwhelm around data, around numbers. You need to know your numbers. Your numbers should drive all of your decisions in marketing. And if you don't have them, go out and get numbers. Choose the testing budget. And I've walked you guys through that process in the past of choosing a testing budget, spending it to just get numbers to know where you stand. That is the first step because that should then drive marketing decisions, business decisions, where resources go, where your time goes, where your money goes, all of that should be really driven by data and by what is working and what's not. And the first step is to not let it overwhelm you, but to have meaning and understanding behind your data so you can track it, so you can analyze it, and so you can take action on it. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.